the default of democracy. Welcome to the default of democracy. This is Nancy Sims. And Christian Tremere. Back again with another episode. And there's so much to talk about today, Christian. We're having trouble even narrowing down our topics. We do have a lot to talk about, specifically with what me and Nancy predicted in the, the past of Sheila Jackson Lee finally running for the mayoral race in Houston. I think, like I've always talked, that I already talked about, I think that she's going to do very well, especially with the, the younger demographic. I think for me as a a young person of color, you know, she just really, you know, just represents my community. She's always done things for the African-American community. So I think she's going to have a lot of leeway and a lot of leverage with that. A lot of people are backing her. She's always done great things. As for um, another heavy hitter, John Whitmire, I mean, he's a good candidate. He's done a lot in his time in the Texas legislature, but... I do think it's going to be difficult for him because he hasn't really done anything specifically for like the youthful or like minority communities. He's done a lot with it, just like his specific groups that he represent. But as for like the minority communities, nothing really like to emphasize that he's done. I think it's going to be very hard for him to run against Sheila Jackson Lee just because of just the clout that she has. It's just like a lot of people don't want to vote for the old white guy no more. It's, it's <laughs> nothing. It's nothing. This is like, you know, people like, oh, I vote for Joe Biden. Joe Biden didn't do nothing. So I think I'm going to push back that. on you a little bit because um, while I respect Congresswoman Lee and, and think highly of her, I think that she is also sort of a bellwether name that she evokes as much dislike as she does like. So the people that don't like her like her deep and dislike her deep in their gut, you know, so they view her as is like they're terrified of her. So that might of her being in charge of the city. So that might drive up voter turnout on the other side of the aisle just to keep her from becoming mayor. So I think that's something we have to look at. And also another note that Gilbert Garcia officially entered the mayor's race. So as it currently stands, we have Senator Wintmeyer, we have Lee Kaplan, who's a white male lawyer, progressive, then we have Amanda Edwards, Amanda Edwards, Chris and Chris Hollins, who are African-American candidates. And we have Robert Gallegos and Gilbert Garcia. Yeah. So some shifting may occur here in the next few weeks, but we'll have to keep an eye on that. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Christian, I just I have to talk about pres former President Trump because being the first president, former president to ever be indicted and arraigned is history in and of itself. And whether you choose to call it a witch hunt yeah. or you choose to call it, you know, he's a criminal who's finally gotten caught, yeah. which definitely both points of view exist, it is still the first time it's ever happened. And, and from a history perspective, I heard a historian speaking about it, and he said, you know, why didn't this happen to Richard Nixon and Bill Clinton? And his response was that it's because they were contrite and apologized for their behavior, which is not something we've seen Trump do. He's still defending 
everything he's done with four pending indictments yes. across the country. Right. He had, he had over um, 34. He had over 34 um, different criminal charges against him in this one case. In just one case. The thing about Donald Trump, I feel like he does have a lot of support, even in his um, short time as his one term presidency. He might win again. We don't know the future. He has a lot of support. But I feel like the reason why a lot of people support Donald Trump is he has been a president that was very unapologetic. He said uh, a lot of things that I guess some people were feeling. And I think people just don't like presidents to just be like a scared president, like play it safe like Obama or other presidents have in the past. Trump has been very out there and outspoken about how he feels about certain things. A lot of people dislike that. And a lot of people like that because they just feel like themselves and like they have someone that has their best interests at heart. I think as for like the historical things that Trump has done, Trump has been one of the first presidents in history to have no type of political career whatsoever and still win the presidency. And he still is supported and just celebrated to this day. It'll be interesting to see if any of this affects his candidacy for 24. But I can see him getting renominated and reelected. I can also see it. I can also see Trump possibly winning. It would be unheard of for a president to get one term, lose, and then come back and win it again. And he also, don't forget about his competition in Florida. Mr. Ron DeSantis. Yes. Yeah, it's going to it's going to continue to be interesting. So we have lots of talk, politics to talk about all year into next year. Yes, we do. So, um I guess the other thing is meanwhile, we've touched on local and federal, but we need to talk about the state. So in the state right now, um yes, there is a lot going on, the trans kid bans and just like this legislation getting passed, um, what me and Nancy like to call hate bills because they are directly targeted at um, disenfranchised minority groups. They're specifically targeting just, just uh, groups that are already just going through a lot socially and legislators are trying to get books banned in public libraries because they say they're... Um, just like negatively affecting our children. There's a lot of pushback against that because specifically the Republicans in Texas say that they want less government, but then they go and do this and it kind of seems like they want more government. So it's a little confusing sometimes. You know, Christian, this is a, a little bit of a personal issue for me, but I find these uh, the engagement and focus on social issues before the legislature even passes a budget. They make these huge priorities about banning drag shows and banning books and banning transgender youth from accessing medical care and sports and wow. and you know they make these things so important and meanwhile they continue not to pass a budget. They continue not to solve funding problems for yeah. foster care. And and I'm just a little thrown by the focus on these big social issues, which seem to be the primary goal is Republican primary elections yes. and not general elections and not 
the focus of the state. So, um, you know, I'm the parent of a, of a trans person and I am a reader of books <laughs> <laughs> and I've been known to attend a drag show here and there. So, there. so these do not seem to me uh, to be life-threatening issues like so much of what the state needs to be dealing with. Um, we have the highest maternity death rates in the country. We have the most number of uninsured people in yes. the country. How about we fix some of these problems? So anyway, um, I wanted to say these are issues that can make people's blood boil, mm -hmm. whether you're for them or against them. Yes, and nice. really, we get down to the root of the default of democracy is about the fact that people don't tell their story. So what can somebody do, Christian, to let their legislators know they don't think this is the most prior <laughs> important priority <laughs> well, face in the state of Texas? Let, let me tell you what most people do. Most people will go on social media and rant and say, oh, I hate this, I hate that. And, you know, I, I mean, that's kind of doing something, but you're vocal to your small platform. But if you actually, you know, go out and... You know, send a, in that time it took you to make that post on Facebook, you could have emailed your your local legislators, tell them how you felt. You can go visit their addresses and tell them how you feel. You can go to your local town hall meetings. You can just go out and just even just support other candidates that are totally just that you support instead of the legislators that are in office at this moment. There's a lot of things that you can do, Nancy, in order to get a get a get your voice heard. Well, and I th I think that's the bottom line is that we spend a lot of time talking to each other mm -hmm. about how awful this is, but we who, don't want to be active. It's... Who of us will take that five minutes and go to Texas Legislature online, enter your address, and it'll tell you who your legislators are, and you can send an email that says, I think everybody should read books. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think and I don't know people. why a snowy day yeah. needs to be banned, you know? And so I, I think that... Uh, people need to step up and let their elected officials hear from them. If all they hear from is the small group of people that are going to vote in their primary election, they see no risk to their behavior. I, I hear you, Nancy. And I think for a lot of people, it's it's easier to go make a tweet. It's easier to go talk to your friends in the group chat. It's easier to go on Snapchat and just say what you want. It's hard to put in the work. A lot of people, you know, they really don't feel like they have a time to do it. Like me, for example, I'm a college student. Yeah, I'll sit on Twitter all day and Instagram ranting about how bad things are and how it's going to be hard in the future as I get older, not being able to afford healthcare, not being able to afford a home, barely able to pay my student loans. But, you know, it really is hard to go out there, get make sure that my legislators are you know, making sure that my voice is being heard. It's hard to send that that strongly worded email to my legislators. It's just a lot of people really just feel like they'd rather just tweet it out and, instead of putting in the work. And like we talked about in the past, Nancy, it's just, it really is some scary times we're living in. 
But that's us defaulting on our responsibility to those we elected. That is true. And we give them an excuse not to represent us. So for this edition of the podcast, we are saying to everyone, Texas legislature is in session for two more months. And we encourage you, encourage you with all we've got to contact your legislators, whether you're for book bans or you're against them, get out there and let them hear your opinion because the more they hear from people, the more responsive they are. And you can also attend your local city hall meetings as well and have your voices heard as well. Yeah, so don't be one of the people who defaults the ownership of, of governor of government to others thanks so much thank you guys so much have a great day don't forget to subscribe and catch default of democracy every other week at defaultofdemocracy.com or wherever you get your podcasts